Hello and welcome to Thriving on the Spectrum, the podcast dedicated to empowering and supporting young adults with autism on their journey towards a fulfilling life. I'm your host, Arpita Mohan, and together we'll explore invaluable insights, expert advice, and personal stories that shed light on the unique opportunities and challenges young adults with autism encounter. So if you're a parent, caregiver, friend, or ally, join us as we explore possibilities to help young adults with autism thrive. Today, we have Sharbani Malik, the Founder-Director of Biswa Gauri Charitable Trust, here to discuss how training programs could support young adults with autism build meaningful engagement. Biswa Gauri Charitable Trust is a parent body that runs a school program for children with autism called Bubble Center for Autism, a vocational training program called Pragati Towards Livelihood, and a supported employment initiative workstation at Pragati. She's passionate about working in the field of autism and about bringing cutting-edge interventions to her students. She believes strongly in empowering parents and sensitizing the community to create opportunities for persons with autism. Sharbani is in conversation with Kavita Krishnamurthy, the co-director and co-founder of the Cambridge Academy. Let's hear what they have to say. So good to be with you, uh, Sharbani, on this uh, podcast. And uh, a very warm welcome once again. Thank you so much, Kavita and Sharda. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. It's really my pleasure to share um, the little experiences that we've had in working with the young adults on the spectrum and other developmental disabilities. Thank you. Yeah. So I'd like to tell our listeners that uh, Sharbani has uh, been a mentor to me and a lot of what I know and understand about autism has really come uh, from her. And she's one of those persons who's so giving and so generous, always sharing her ideas, her thoughts, her knowledge, her her experience. And that has been invaluable uh, for me. She's also been the person who actually got me started on looking at uh, the arts for uh, uh, children and then later persons with autism. And uh, I'm full of gratitude for that because that really helped me find a way in which I could bring myself into this whole field itself. So thank you for that also, Shadwani. I think our admiration is very, very mutual. You have been, (laughs) I mean, you you were the person who initiated this whole process of giving expression, the natural expression, the self-expression of our children and young adults through the means of art. And uh, that is something so beautiful so innovative and we could do it only because of you who held the fort at that time and yes thank you so much once again yeah so that's maybe a good point to start with um you know i know that you started uh you know with uh, early learners uh you know individual sessions with uh, early learners with autism and then seeing the need for a schooling program you moved on to you know starting the bubbles uh school which was uh, like a schooling program for bubbles and as the children there grew to teenagers and young adults uh you know your program also grew to accommodate and to cater to their needs so maybe we could start a little about uh the pragati program and what you do at pragati okay so Pragati Towards Livelihood is a vocational skill training unit. 
um, uh, because I mean, you know, earlier we had the school program called Bubble Center for Autism. And then when our young adults, uh, we were at a crossroad as to where do they go from there. We did not have plan of starting the program for vocational unit, but we realized that there are not too many options for our young adults at that time. And there were multiple vocational units in the city who were also there, had a very clear policy about a closed door approach to people on the spectrum. So uh, that was the time when we took that stand that if not us, then who? Because by that time, I had personally, I mean, got 22 years of experience then. And uh, we all felt that if suppose people with 22 years experience do not have a plan for young adults, then who else is going to do that? And hence, we jumped into it. But at all times, uh, we ensured that our focus, our values are um, the, uh, mainly, I mean, on the way how we look at a program for them in the school. We just uh, wanted to take inputs from various uh, professionals in the field then, and that process is still going on. As to whatever we did, we always took inputs from people, and then we uh, proceeded. So uh, Pragati Towards Livelihood, we work with the neurodivergent young adults, and we provide them with skill training and job readiness skills. So we work with the vision to enable young adults to become very socially valued member of the society. So, you know, until unless you attach a role to a person, that person doesn't become valued. So right. we are very focused towards our uh, end goal is that they have to become a valued member of the society. So, and in the, as part of this, I mean, post school, when they come to Pragati, since it's a skill training unit, so we have got uh, three um, uh, pillars, I would say, which are like the domain training. So the domain-based skill training right now is digital literacy, creative arts, and life skill training. Um, digital literacy and um, uh, the creative arts, I would still call them as domain-based because today it is this, tomorrow we may do something else, but uh, it has to be a domain-based training, which again leads to livelihood opportunities. So these are, you can say, are optional and based on people's interest. At all times, we focus on the interests of our young adults. Um, life skill training is something that is mandatory for all. They have to go through this. Uh, and then employability training and on-the-job training on live projects. So this is the outline of the program at uh, our center. So if you say that, you know, at the end, we are looking for as independent young adults with socially valued roles. So we start working with them in the uh, when they come on vocational readiness program. And uh, from then the rest of the pillars, which uh, the different layers of training, which goes on to finally ensure that they move towards uh, uh, independent young adult with socially valued roles. So, Shabine, give us some idea of what, what would be, uh, like, say, the, you know, in the creative arts or in the digital uh, literacy kind of program, as well as in the life skill program, what, what would the content of all of this be? So, uh, creative arts unit, uh, we have the focus is precision, uh, use of therapeutic, the, uh, and is also a therapeutic tool. Because this entire art space, as I mean, you were the one who uh, helped, initiated the program under the guidance of uh, multiple art based uh, therapists 
who started with us. I mean, you know, people from abroad, from India, we've had multiple people whose inputs we took and guidance uh, to ensure that this program was um, started. And the main purpose of that whole project uh, project was to give expression to them. And through that, so that is their expression and that is unique and that is valued. So that that is something that we work on and uh, it still continues. So on one hand, there is a natural expression or self-expression of the young adult. But at the same time, there is also a process of making a product which has got its steps and in sequence, and that's how they work. So these uh, creative arts unit include hand block printing, mosaic art, and expressive art. So these are the three components of the, the creative arts unit. And uh, on the digital literacy, we focus a lot on uh, the MS Office, the multimedia. Um, uh, so under uh, um, uh, MS Office, I would say the word processing, data handling, presentations, uh, with the multimedia tools, the use of Canva and Photoshop, and then functional digital tools. So these are the components uh, for the two um, domain-based training that we are doing. And of course, under life skill training, we work a lot on daily living skills, care of self, uh, cooking, um, basic. Like, you know, mostly we focus on the survival of making their own food, uh, functional literacy, emotional regulation, so these are the very important components of the life skill training. And um, under the, um, I would say, the employability skills, so we ensure that they are ready for job. It does not matter whether it is a self-employment, supported employment, sheltered, whatever the form of employment could be, but uh, one needs to be ready for taking up a job to understand the value of time, completion, timeline, precision, speed, etc. So these are some of the things that uh, we focus on as part of our training at Pradati. Yeah, thank you so much for giving uh, us that information in such detail, Sharbani. Uh, it brings me to the next question. Uh, you know, once they have gone through this whole training program, what happens next? Uh, do you help them find placements uh, in, you know, open employment? So outside uh, of Pragati or do they continue to work within Pragati in, uh, you know, some kind of uh, sheltered or a supported employment or, or what really happens? What's the future like? Okay. Uh, thank you for asking. So uh, we are, uh, I mean, post Pragati, the entire Pragati, I forgot to mention that Kavita, hmm. that the entire Pragati program, we have divided it into basic, intermediate and advanced curriculum. So anything, uh, any of the, whether it's a domain-based training or it is life skill or employability, these components are divided into basic, intermediate and advanced so once people, and so there is obviously a progression. And since we don't take people uh, with certain um, uh, skill levels as an entry criteria, so once we take, we just know that they will be uh, initially they will go through the vocational readiness program, post which they will be uh, moving from basic to intermediate to advanced. Once they uh, achieve all the criteria in the advanced curriculum, then they are graduates of Pragati. So once they graduate from there, which is like right now we have had um, five months or so when uh, we started something which is called a workstation uh, for, um, I mean, you know, just because, I mean, that is something very new and um, we don't have too many, we didn't want to again name it because that is something which probably 
uh, is a space which was very which is very very dear to us and that was our dream to see that our young adults have a place so we call it as a workstation right now so this whole concept of workstation is where there is outsourced job that we collect and we make sure that the people are working on these live projects so uh, there is a revenue which is already fixed with that kind of a job and uh, there is a timeline there is a quality and uh, so there are multiple things which uh, which like any other job people would give so uh, we are very happy to share with you that you know our uh, young adults they are like i said our end goal is to ensure that they have a valued role so we call them as proofreaders data miners so uh, so they are doing a proofreading job and uh, they get uh, um, their uh, stipend from the amount of work that they have done in a given month and uh, then there is another from a law firm um, where they have given the job of a trademark search and uh, so they do that and uh, so this is very focused towards so it is like they get a we call them stipend just because it's very new and it has not got its legal standing right now so we call it as their stipend but very soon the more jobs we get for them then it becomes their salary and uh, so this is a supported employment space but uh, as i said it is still under the trust and uh, so they are our contract uh, interns at the okay. moment okay. and uh, any of the creative art space which people give uh, orders for whether it is on the mosaic or on the block printing so they take orders and these people like they are they are not going to be under training so they have completed their training and uh, so they don't even they have got different kinds of uh, swiping system biometric etc so that you know it is uh, it's a job that they are coming to and they don't adhere to the pragati rules um they don't have a uniform and uh, so it's it's an adult workplace in uh, we are trying to ensure that this moves towards an inclusive workspace in the years to come we're just that's, working uh, on that yeah yeah that's fantastic it really sounds very yeah. nice uh, to hear also because i mean i've not really heard of Uh, too many such models of you know looking at and what's i think also quite uh, fascinating is how uh, you know literally uh, you you and bubbles and biswa gauri charitable trust has grown from you know looking at early learners to literally the lifespan to you know beginning to now look at adulthood also which is i mean we are uh, always grateful to our children and young adults for having given us this opportunity to push ourselves to change, challenge ourselves and to find ways when there were none so it i we are ever grateful to them <laughs> for yeah, pushing yeah. our limits yes yeah. i agree with you yeah which brings me to my next question which is you know i'm sure uh, you know with this kind of experience uh working with younger children and working with teenagers or adolescents and then working with adults uh it must be very different you know you probably need to have uh, a different approach the way you you know many things would probably change uh, could you tell us a little about um, how what are the principles or what is the approach that you would take when uh, they are young adults when when the people you are working with are young adults as opposed to children whom you may have worked with earlier so um, i would say that kavita i mean our approach has uh, always been very person centered so in the school we may use the word as iep which is individualized educational plan 
but once they they are adults it is individualized developmental plan so that itself is like the words change so there is a lot of uh, language that probably we all need to remember and ensure that um, we are not using words like kids and children and all of that so that is all on us and the more we change ourselves and uh, we value them respect them <clears throat> because the focus is more towards autonomy building autonomy uh, making them as self advocates if these are your focus then obviously the program is not whether the child learned the, the same words like academics and uh, numeracy and all of i mean you know things which are very school based what you will use in a college for any neurotypical i think for neurodivergent i don't think any different needs to be there but we need it is all on the adults and the caregivers where we have to be careful and be more respectful of them uh, so in in how we look at them uh, if you keep them as eternal child obviously they'll not uh, learn and uh, probably the person knows to walk by themselves <clears throat> but just by out of habit one may tend to hold their hand <laughs> so this is like something the more you empower more choices you give to them obviously you will see a difference that's one part so we are definitely rooted in very person centric approach and uh, all the developmental plans are designed uh, uh, we keep in mind the interest and the inclination of our young adults so uh, a lot and lot and i cannot stop saying how much emphasis we give towards um, making it known to them every step every action every decision which is done we ensure that we have taken a consent and included them in the process of decision making so this is i think an approach which is because we are, it only comes when you have respect for another person and uh, this is something we inculcate um, from the childhood and that goes across uh, when they are adults that this is something which one has to do uh, structured teaching uh, methodology is followed to create a very predictable um, uh, day um, environment physical environment with lots of visual clues and uh, Uh, this is something which uh, kavita i just want to highlight that if suppose any individual irrespective of whether neurotypical or neurodivers those labels aside if suppose you know somebody needs a scaffolding we are supposed to give the scaffolding it's as simple as yeah. that it yeah. may be i mean you know one may come up with a word or a theory around it but i think it's very human um, to provide scaffolding to people if they need it um so this is something which is like you know very very uh, strong um, like in us that no matter what uh, if they require we do it i mean how can you say you will not i mean that that's one point uh, another thing which i feel that um, when it when it comes to the approach um, we work primarily with people on the spectrum so 95% of our uh, population that we work with are on the spectrum so um, and out of this 95% i mean more than 60 to 70% are non speaking so when we say non speaking people generally tend to uh, behave in a manner which is like as if they are non thinking people mm-hmm. so i just want to i mean say as many times as possible that non speaking is not equal to non thinking rather 
they are absorbing every bit because they have no other choice but to listen to what's going on in the environment so when your one faculty is little less the other faculties are lot more prominent and so you are all the more alert and wondering what's going on around you and uh, so you have to understand that there's a thinking person sitting in the room and uh, that person's uh, views and opinions are something which is very critical that when you are planning something for them uh, it cannot be without them so that's one and uh, secondly i would say that uh, providing communication tools to them to be able to express is our job and that's where the scaffolding is what i was talking about so um, uh, most of our trainers in pragati are uh, trained using avas so they are avas trained certified avas trainers and um, so uh, giving them choice alternative augmentative communication is used all across uh, everything is like very very person centered and uh, not adult led that's the whole focus i'm sure i mean it will be a work in progress when you will see that we really put to put the theory to use yeah i'm sure then even the role of parents must be uh, changing as as you know the child becomes a teenager and then becomes a young adult i know that uh, you know in bubbles there was uh, such a focus on uh, empowering parents and the parents being you know partners in the whole uh, journey so how does it how does their role change uh, as you know their youngsters become uh, trainees in pragati and then you know employees at uh, the workstation so thank you for bringing this topic because in school we always say that parents are co-therapists okay so anything that is done in the school program it is needs to be carried in the home front as well and parents need to i always say that the parents need to know more than what our teachers know because if 6 hours they are with <clears throat> us and 18 hours they are with parents then obviously the ratio is such where the parents need to know a lot more than what we do so a lot of focus is given to the parents but when we come to this adolescence and adulthood um the role doesn't change they are an important and rather very very important part in the planning future planning for our young adults um so they are not co therapist anymore but i would say it is like we share responsibility at every bit and every step to ensure that this is what is being done and we also this uh, value system that i spoke to you about how it needs to be person centric and uh, how they have a voice helping them with providing the alternative uh, augmentative communication system to be able to give them the voice and to honor that voice so this whole approach is constantly uh, drilled and uh, i mean you know we i mean i cannot tell you how much we spend time in getting the parents on the same page in ensuring because uh, ensuring that this value system is like there through the day for our young adults because as parents for them the uh, their young son or daughter remains a child they would not uh, remember because in the process of helping them in the upbringing they would probably not realize uh, that they are still holding their hands they are still instructing they are still feeding and they do it out of great concern and love but we bring it to their notice about the 
realities of life and how empowerment for them and now empowering their young adults is the key responsibility that we as facilitators have. So we always remind that we are all facilitators in the process, even though we may have names as parents and trainers, but uh, it is their life and we are just, uh, and uh, just these are all things, I mean, which is um, all Pragati trainers we keep doing about what are our role is in their lives and how we can see them as confident young adults. So a lot of focus is on like, suppose, you know, we have uh, every month they have overnight stay. So be it in the Pragati premises or uh, other places, or in rural settings. So this is a very important component as part of the life skills where we really get to know what are their challenges, what are the parental challenges, and we give them feedback on what to work on and we score them. So recently we went to another center who had a residential um, you know, facility for uh, their school children. And we used their hostel facility to go and stay because it was the safe and secured environment. And we asked those uh, school people to rate our young adults on the life skills and, uh, you know, on the self-care, etc. So the, the whole, so the parents realize and when we give them feedback, they're very much aligned. So this alignment is what is very critical at this point and going forward for the future planning. Yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice to hear of all these uh, new initiatives. I think these sleepovers is something which is so important at this age, no? Learning to sleep, you know, away from your own home, away from Absolutely. the comfort of the family. It's, a, it's such a big Absolutely. thing, really. So yeah. what else would be the focus of the training program, uh, you know, for, for young adults? So if you're looking at, you know, as they grow, obviously their needs change. So our, you know, what we do as part of the training program also needs to change. So um, what what is the focus uh, or the thrust of the training, the training process itself? So the training program, as I, as I have already mentioned, but I'll just say that our focus is a lot on communication. So communication, um, life skills, taking them to multiple settings, getting them to be more adaptable, um, because the core deficits, the three core deficits of the autism spectrum is all related to communication impairment, social skills, and rigidity in their behaviors. So if these are the three core deficits in the program uh, for anything that you want to do, needs to address these. So a great focus is on the communication, on the life skills. A lot of it is basically, I mean, you know, getting them to be more adaptable and be flexible, but at all times respecting the culture of autism where they need predictability to address their anxiety and to be able to function better. So those are not uh, compromised under any circumstance. We always ensure that the day is very, very predictable. They have every... Uh, uh, they know every bit as to if there is any change of plan, etc. So we respect the culture of autism on one hand, but at the same time, we make them be more flexible and adaptable to various settings and be preparing them for the larger picture of life. And um, and again, on the social skills, basically, I mean, you know, uh, getting them to perform, a um, lot of volunteering engagement with multinational companies and college students uh, so that they have an um, exposure to buddies. Uh, so these are very um, integral of the Pragati program, a community connect. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what's important, no, finally, because they are members of the community and that kind of, uh, you know, the, the connect or the interlinkage with the community needs to be constantly, you know, kind of uh, worked at or uh, yes. built. Yes, so, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry. Can sure, sure. Please go ahead. About the emotional regulation part. So uh, how do they understand when, suppose, you know, they feel a little dysregulated and uh, how, uh, you know, there is a proper process that is uh, laid out when, and everybody has a different uh, requirement when they are um, not well regulated. So that that is uh, discussed with the young adult, with the with all the people who are involved with the young adult. So this is something, emotional regulation is a very important component and also personal hygiene uh, because you know by post adolescence i mean you know children um, the, the sorry the girls and the boys i mean whether it comes to um, the sexuality uh, the hygiene um, all of those boundaries uh, what is um, allowed and what is not allowed what is right touch what is not when is it okay to report how much you so, I mean, these are some of the things the brown boundaries are set very, very clearly. So uh, uh, inside the Pragati premises, in fact, we as adults, we try and restrain ourselves from seeing each other and hugging and doing all that. Because if we are the ones who are, you know, training them on this is not acceptable, then we as adults can't be doing that to each other. So we say it's perfectly all right to shake hands and do namaste and just stop at that. So a lot of uh, certain things which help our people to become more functional and uh, understand the social cues well. Um, these are certain uh, practices that we have. So, uh, Sharbani, I mean, you've been in this field for so many years. And at this juncture, um, you know, one does see things, a lot of new initiatives, etc. coming all around us. So uh, if you were to just, you know, uh, look at what is happening around you, um, what are the, some of the things that, you know, offer hope in terms of a, a, a valued life for persons with autism? You know, I just want to say it probably, I mean, go to uh, the highest point probably and to speak it loud and tell people that, you know, there is only hope and hope and hope because, um, I mean, right now, if you ask me, I find it so difficult to face the entire corporate world, the people who are, um, the community people who are um, probably working so hard to work for solutions for our our sector um, at this point in the in fact I, I must tell you I mean there are um, in a day I definitely receive one phone call from either a HR head or a CSR head or uh, some people who are doing a startup wanting to come and spend time at Pragati to understand our problems because those are some of the things that they want to understand so that they can help us. So can you imagine how encouraging this whole thing is? And uh, here on the supply side, I'm unable to meet the demands of people because we are not ready. Um, our mm. sector, uh, we never focused so much. I mean, say uh, 10 years back, um, even five years back, uh, I, four years back, we were not ready. Pre-COVID also, we were not ready. And uh, hence it is showing right now uh, that there's a divide between the demand and uh, what we can supply. 
So if everybody focuses on the skills along with looking at the larger picture of life, of how to get them to be ready to face life, it's not academics per se. Nobody is interested in just the academics. But to look at preparing them for life uh, from the point a parent learns about a diagnosis, it's like take it up, work hard, make sure the best practices in the uh, sector is very clear to people that information needs to go. And there is only opportunity and opportunity and opportunity. I mean, we probably will not be able to, uh, I mean, the way how people are working um, towards creating opportunities for our people. I mean, uh, it's just, I mean, I just feel every day so charged up, I cannot tell you. Recently, I must tell you this, you know, one of the CSR head had gone to a summit and he's saying that, uh, uh, Sharbani, I, I want more people. Where do, how do I do this? So I said, like, look, yeah, and I was not very uh, forthcoming. And I said, you know, the workplaces have to become really uh, providing the scaffolding, etc. He says, I'm willing, like, you know, I want to put it to the management that if suppose there are people um, like in all campuses, they might have a medical person, a doctor available in the campus. So why can't we have a behavior therapist, a sen sensory integration person available in the campus to address all of these issues? If that is all that is required, then why can't we have this, but at the same time, not stop uh, recruiting people? And I just stopped for a while and I said, can I go to one <laughs> rooftop I tower I reach to tell people that, look, this is where people are coming from. So let's all pull up our socks, get all the gears in place and ensure that we um, make sure that we take best opportunity of all these uh, uh, things which are coming up. But isn't that so heartening, uh, Sharvani? Because I, I remember... I'm so, so, I feel charged up and I feel, oh my God, I mean, uh, look what they are trying. And uh, and in fact, uh, another, uh, I mean, the, I cannot stop. I just can go on and on uh, how people are trying hard and wanting to do, but um, we really need to uh, let people know that uh, be very, very charged up and just be very hopeful. Um, your children are going to be your pride. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, it's, there's so much positivity and such a sense of optimism and hope in what you're saying, Sharbani. And um, I mean, that's that's a nice way to uh, end this episode because I think it gives so much hope, especially to parents and to families, uh, oh, yes. to say that there is a way forward and there are so many Absolutely. people working uh, towards that. So, always remember that you are sitting with a person who is a powerhouse of potential and uh, it is just that I mean we have to help them with coming out with what is inside them. Thank you so much for these uh, this kind of encouragement and also the words of wisdom because I I, I mean with your experience of you know working and I know this has been your life uh, mm -hmm. the wisdom just shines through. So thank you very much Harbani for being with us and for all that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode filled with inspiration, support, and hope. On our next episode, we will talk about the opportunities Cambridge Academy has explored for supported employment in the community.
Until next time, take care, stay positive and keep thriving.